five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Clingers Have Spoken. I'm Joel Klinger. Uh, alongside with me is my brother, Michael. We just watched episode two of season 45 of Survivor. Michael, how are you feeling tonight? Dude, I'm feeling good. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun episode, and I actually, like, I didn't have all those premiere jitters, so I was able to kind of lock in, really get into the episode, taking notes on my phone. So it was a good episode, man. What did you think? Yeah, I liked it. Um, a lot more character arc out of the Yellow Tribe than I thought there would be. Um, a lot more interesting stories. The twists with the advantages I liked. Um, and again, uh, a challenge that that was, was a challenge where someone messed up and it was a big deal. You know, like a, just a solid, felt like a solid episode of Survivor. I felt like we saw some things that maybe we wouldn't we definitely would not have seen some things in an hour long episode we got the the intro back um and they did a recap they just like blew through both of those things the last few seasons and we also got to see d talk about her big toe which we definitely would not have seen if we did not have 90 minute episodes and i think that's like i that's a part of survivor that i've missed just like dumb stupid conversations that may come in later may not you know just like you're sitting on the beach like what's that like yeah it was cool to uh realize i was 30 minutes into the episode and that nothing had happened like yeah no twist had happened no challenge had happened it was literally just lulu getting back from tribal council and like the morning silly stuff that was all that that it happened and it was like i'm a third of the way through this episode so that's on on track but it's like i'm I'm a half hour in and i i feel like it was great for getting to know a lot of characters especially characters we didn't get to see last week as much like drew and julie and jay maya and d uh and uh mom well it's confusing mama jay and jay maya on the same tribe it's confusing Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, it was good to get to know uh, some characters a little bit better. It was cool the way that the uh, you could see like the cipher on the flag worked out. Yeah, I thought that was very fascinating. I thought like maybe like you could solve it if you didn't have that, but no, it's like literally impossible unless you have the piece of paper. I mean, if you're like a literal genius maybe you could have figured it out i was really impressed that jay Maya was over there like trying to figure it out um herself uh, i thought that like the fact that she already knows that that was a thing and then like i started to turn my brain off whenever um sabaya and brandon found the beware advantage because i was like okay yeah yeah it's the it's a cypher thing and then next thing i know i look up and they're doing something else and i'm like wait a second that's yeah. not the same that's not the same beware advantage so then i had to backtrack those 30 seconds and watch again um so it was it was a good episode to like really see you know the the, the fun things that they're doing um on survivor this season 
and I just it's been really good. I, there there's enough space for them to do the things that they're wanting to do, and they I feel like they've they turned the amount of twists down so far, and there's more space to show story. So it's been really good to see a lot of the character development. Like we would never have seen Emily like make an effort to get along with people better. Yeah. Um, you know, in a in a one hour long episode. And maybe, you know, maybe we would. Maybe she ends up winning and that was a turning point for her. I doubt it. I don't think that's what's happening. Cause I don't think she's really changed her attitude that much. No. no um she's just masked it better. Yeah. So uh but it was it was really cool to, to see all that. Yeah, something that like I think we probably would have seen Emily changing her mind, but we wouldn't have seen as much of it, right? And like we wouldn't have seen so much of Caleb saying, "No, I think I can actually work with her. I think I think we're cool." Um, we would have gotten more of like the, oh yeah, Caleb and Emily are kind of working together, but is that just going to be a flip at the end? You know, like that would have been a rushed thing where in the past few seasons we just would have been like, okay, Emily and Brandon, that's like 50-50 right now. And I didn't I didn't feel like it was 50-50. I felt like it was like 65-35. Um, and like, but like understanding kind of the logic and how the decisions were made without for sure knowing what was going to happen, I really appreciate. Because sometimes we don't see like the logic behind the move until we see the move, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then, like, we wouldn't have known until in post-game when Rob is talking to Caleb on on podcast, doing a deep dive, and Caleb's like, actually, I was, like, trying to take Emily under my wing and and use her as a number and this and that, and you just never saw on the show. So it was cool to to be able to, like, see that gameplay. And honestly, if Brandon and Sabaya had a vote and Caleb didn't, I think Emily would have gone home tonight. So, yeah. I mean, there's still those those losing your vote. It seems, you know, it doesn't seem like a big deal in the moment, but it is. It is a big deal. And, you know, Brandon risking his vote in that situation when you know you're on the outs, I guess he probably thinks I really need an advantage because I am doing terrible at everything else. And in his defense, that's a puzzle he should have been able to do. Yeah. That is a puzzle that he should have been able to complete. And uh, poor guy. I feel for him. Like, all, it, like the, the fact, like if he had had 10 minutes to do it, he would have figured it out. But the fact that it was three minutes, like you're rushing and you're going to miss up on like something that something as simple as like, do these two blocks, are, th- are they matching? Are they the same? Yeah, he did it so fast. He just did it wrong. You know, like like they just looked similar, so he threw them together, and that was not the correct thing to do. Um, and yeah, like it's tough because this may be one of like the worst performances we've ever seen out of a cast member in terms of challenges and just like doing what they should be doing. Like you cannot say you're the puzzle guy and then fail at three puzzles. Like that, you can't do that, right? Like that, you cannot do that. You can't say you're the strength guy and lose by a drastic margin to the other tribe's strength people. You just can't do it. And uh, also, Brandon was like, my social game is the best. I'm the bomb. People love me. But then he just goes goes back to camp and says, 
oh guys like i know i blew it i blew it you know like whatever like do do me and then like the first episode he's saying yeah i'm gonna play my shot in the dark it's like brandon like i don't think your social game is good like i think people are okay with you as a person you seem nice but at the same time like i don't think your social game is the bomb.com man like i like a lack of awareness i guess yeah i mean i like brandon because i think i know people like brandon um who are really fun hangs good to hang out with um you know smart easygoing but like put them in a situ in a pressure situation and they're not the person you want on your team and so i like these people these are my friends and so i get brandon but then on the flip side emily i don't think i know anyone like her I don't think I get her at all. I, I like I can't think of one person that I'm like, yeah, Emily's kind of like this person. Like, I I I I don't know if there's just like not a lot of Emily's walking around or if we just don't run in the same circles. Um, but she is. Um, I feel for her too because I I literally don't think she gets her situation. Like she thinks that it's like. I think she understands, like, maybe it's me, but she has no idea, like, how deep that goes. It's like, it's not that you just, like, came in try- came in a little strong. It's like, you are the essence of coming on too strong. Yeah. You know, it's not like you, that's something that you were just a little bit nervous and you came on really strong at first. It was like, no, no. Like the very essence of your being is not compatible with the other people in this group. And that sucks for her. I really feel for her. And like, it was funny last week. Just like, oh my gosh, Emily, like, can you take a chill pill? On this episode, we got to know her in a way that made me feel really bad for her. I feel bad for Brandon too, but I also know Brandon, you know, fast forward to now, I'm sure he's going to go on Rob Sestranino's podcast tomorrow and say yeah. it was awesome to be on Survivor. I can't believe I'm talking to Rob Sesternino. This is so cool. And for Emily, I really feel for her. Like she said tonight in the episode, like I am feeling like I'm going to experience trauma watching this back. And mm. I, I really feel for her because, yeah, she probably is. And the hard thing is it's hard when, like, you don't like someone and then they say – Oh, you guys, nobody likes me. And you're like, yeah. no, come on. We like you. And it's like, they know you don't <laughs> like, they know right. they're not connecting socially. And so they're getting like this half hearted, like, oh, well, you know, you've isolated yourself. You know, we want, we've tried to be your friend and there's still hope for you and all this stuff. And it's just like, oh, poor girl. Hey, maybe the reason we've seen this much of her so far is because she makes it to the end with Caleb, but. I don't know. It could be. It could be. Um, I think I have met people like Emily, um, and I typically meet them at Best Buy. Uh, They typically come in, and they know that something's not right with their order or their their thing that they want to buy, and they know what's wrong, but they think that if they talk to me in a certain way, that I will give them what they want, and... I'm just not going to do that sometimes because sometimes I literally just can't. And that's how I feel Emily is. And I feel like she knows what's wrong, 
she is aware that she is not connecting with these people, but she doesn't know what how to fix it. And she gets frustrated with them when they say to her, hey, everything's fine, because she's seen Survivor. She knows that everything's not fine. But the thing is, like, when she when she was like, okay, yeah, I'll just play along, and then the next conversation they have, they're talking about who's going to go on the boat to possibly get an advantage. Of course you're not going to go. Like, you're not going to go. Like, you, you have the least amount of trust with these people. You can't expect to go. Like, like you... You have to understand where you are in the game and play that. Like, I feel like she's like, okay, everybody's shields are up. So I'm just going to keep, like, hammering away at everyone's shields. And that's not how you get anywhere. Like, you have to get them to put their shields down or go around. And she doesn't know how to do either of those. At least with these people. I'm sure she gets along with people at home. But just with these people, she is not connecting in that way. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think there is a way around for her with this tribe anymore. Um, I think that that walked out the door with Hannah quitting last week. And mm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, she's she's got a hammer and that's her only tool. She doesn't have any right. other tools. Um, and so, uh, yeah, tonight, tonight uh, yeah, when it was time to get on the boat, she's like, I mean, I, I, I really want to go, but that's, you know, I'm on the bottom and blah, blah, blah. It's like, just stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> like, just, just stand around with everyone else. Laugh when someone makes a joke, you know, and be like, when someone says, "Man, it's hot out here," you're like, "Oh yeah." And when someone says, "Man, yeah. I'm thirsty," you're like, "Oh me too." It's not that hard to get along with other people, um, but yeah. you know, it's like a, it's like the SNL's old uh, Debbie Downer sketches, where like they'll be at Disney World, <laughs> and. You know, Debbie Downer's there and, you know, it's like she's complaining about literally everything. Like, it doesn't matter what the situation is. And she's continually bringing up, like, I'm not in the group. And, like, there are – I've experienced this in some friend groups where there's someone in the group who, like, they they truly, like – they keep saying, like, oh, no one likes me. No one's my friends. I'm like – you're here right now with us. You were invited here to hang out. Just be cool. Like, just, yeah. be, just, just be cool. This is not that hard. Like, don't keep bringing up the fact that you think you're an outsider because that is making yourself an outsider. I think that's the truth behind what Sabaya was saying. I obviously think there's no way Emily mm-hmm. and Sabaya are ever going to be friends. And then, you know, it was funny, like, at Tribal... Emily's like, I, I know if I if I go home tonight, I'll be leaving with lifelong friends. And it's like, Madeline was sitting beside me. She's like, what? I'm like, <laughs> I think she might, but not good friends. Like, cause you're gonna be tra- yeah. you're gonna be trauma bonded to these people in some way of like, remember that time we were on an island for five days and we had mm-hmm. no water because we had no fire. And it was freezing cold at night and we had no fire and we didn't sleep and we didn't eat and we didn't drink water for five days and we lost a bunch of challenges. Like that's a level of trauma bonding that you're going to have. But I don't think she's going to be good friends with anyone she's met here. Maybe I'm wrong. She's not just going to go to the bar, you know, with Sabaya. Like they're not going to like bro down, you know, whatever that looks like for them. And it looks different probably. And that's why they're not going to be friends in real life. Like, yeah, like I think that's fine. Um, I, I can see in Emily, a person that wants to have that though, 
you know, and and for whatever reason can't. And like I I see that in her paranoia where like I feel like everyone's conspiring against me and it's like no, everyone just shares similar opinions of you because of that's the way that you are and that's the way they are. It doesn't mean they're conspiring. It just means that like you're just not vibing. And that's fine in the real world. It just sucks when you're on Survivor and you're on a beach with these people. Right. Because in the real world, you can go and find your tribe. You exactly. can say, yeah. you know what? I am into this thing and I bond with everyone really hard over that thing. Or I, I, there's other people like me out there that we, we kind of group together. And on Survivor, there's just not. They intentionally don't put anyone like you on your tribe. Like they make an effort in casting to not put anyone like exactly like you on your tribe. Now you might be more compatible with others naturally, but yeah, there's there. I, that's why she was like, "I promise, I have friends, guys." It's like Jeff is like, "I know you have friends. You don't get cast for Survivor if you don't have friends." You yeah. know, like so. It's not that she is a terrible person or that she's completely incapable of connecting with another human. It's that. Um, she drew the short stick and naturally wasn't going to vibe with these people, but then she made it way worse um, right. without before she could even, I think before she even realized how much worse she had made it, it was already like a, a, a foregone conclusion that she's going to be out, which brings me to the vote. Would you have voted out Brandon tonight? I, I probably still would have voted out Emily, honestly. Um, I, I see where Caleb is coming from, and I get that numbers are an advantage for you. But at this point, does he think that he's closer with Emily than he is with Sabaya or Sean? Like, you know, once you guys merge, like, if you lose again, just vote Brandon out. You know, like, that's fine. And then once you merge, you're either going to go with three really strong people or two i mean even if it's just you and like sabaya like if you trust sabaya then like yeah like do it you know yeah i think that that sabaya and caleb turning on each other is like inevitable um which you wouldn't have seen last episode but tonight it was pretty clear that sabaya was closer with brandon and caleb was closer with emily and if the votes had been switched that they would have voted um, Emily out. And I like the, like the point that Sean brought up. He's like, but are we going to win challenges even if we vote Brandon out? Like, yeah. would you rather like keep the vibes high for two more days and lose again, like with Brandon here? Or would you rather like still have like the weird social, like, oh, you guys don't like me. Yes, we do think going on for two more days and then we lose again and then we vote her out. Um, it's going to be weird. Did you watch uh, Next Time on Survivor? I did. Yeah. yeah. And so like this is this is going to work out in Caleb's favor because Sabaya is going to go to Emily and she's going to say it's time to vote Caleb out and Emily's going to go to Caleb and be like, Sabaya just said she wants to vote you out. Now, I don't know if Caleb is going to believe that he might not yeah. believe that. He might think, Emily, just chill. Just be cool. But, like, it, if it had been swapped and Sabaya goes to Brandon and says, let's vote Caleb out, Brandon's like, sure, I'm there with I'm there with bells on. Yes. And so, like, yes. that, that is an important 
it is an important win for Caleb that Emily got to stay and not Brandon. Yeah. And and I get that, but like I just can't believe that you don't even trust like I feel like Caleb and Sabaya the first episode they hit it off. Like they were vibing, you know? Like why what happened? And also next time on Survivor sometimes lies to us, so maybe Sabaya is like not actually doing it and they're just she's just trying to say that so that she can coax Emily down and say we're not going to vote you out. Like I'm with you. Let's vote Caleb out. So that's a possibility. And I don't it would be dumb of Sabaya or Caleb to just try to blow that up now like i i don't care how much you feel like you have an alliance with emily like none of those people have said enough or done enough to make me trust them less than emily you know like what what would be the benefit for sabaya to play with emily instead of caleb like caleb seems to be really good at this game so far yeah, I mean, Caleb's obviously a beast in the challenges. Um, like, he went across that beam, like, boom, tonight. Um, but I think the thing is, if you get down to three on Lulu, if I'm Caleb, if it's me, Emily, and Sabaya, I'm feeling good because I'm not going home. You know, like, if you get to the final, if you, but like, if it gets to the three left on Lulu and it's Sabaya, Sean, and Caleb, that's a little bit more up in the air because Sean is kind of in between the two. And so like, yeah. if like, if they don't just vote Sean out, which based on what we've seen would make sense if they did that. But like, you want to be in a situation where you're like, I know that the two people that are left here on this tribe would rather have me here than the other person. And so because of that, that's what I'm going to do. So there is some strategy involved in that. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like I, But like I said last week, in tonight's episode and vote out didn't change my mind. These people are going to continue to lose immunity challenges. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's an issue. None of them can do a puzzle from what we've right. seen. And um, the, like, Emily and Sabaya are not on the level as a lot of the other women on this season and challenges like mm-hmm. um reba uh their women are like on top of it um and yeah. below below's women uh are they're a little fine. bit they're good yeah, they're, they're fine uh that that poor woman uh split on the on the oh. beam tonight that yeah that was tough that, that man. was a tough I, I, I audibly like oofed on that one. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's rough." Like if that happened to me, I would I would I would lie there. Yeah, I like <laughs> but like something tells me like a man like you would you would not go on the beam in a way to even like that would not be a possibility. Like you would if yeah. you felt yourself slipping like that, you're going to throw your body one way or the other to avoid that. So, yeah. um yeah, that that was painful. I'm sure it was really painful for her. And like, she looked like she was in pain. She got up on the thing where they were doing the puzzle and she just sat there. Um, yeah. So I, I feel for her, whatever her name is. Kendra, I think. Kendra. Is she a yeah, comedian? I so. Am I making that up? That sounds right. I remember, I vaguely remember from last week her being a comedian, but who knows I if that so. was true. Um. And then from what we saw from the other tribes, uh, yeah, Blue Tribe, Brando and Kelly seem like they're in a power spot because Brando's working with the girls and Kelly's kind of working with Bruce. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much I buy that. Um, 
Although Brando, freaking love Brando. You my winner pick. I don't know why, but he just he just he just got a good head on his shoulders, you know? Do you see a lot of yourself in Brando? Um, no. No. I think I think Brando is calmer than I would probably be, honestly. Um, but like he like he doesn't say as much as I probably would out there. Um, but he just man, like I feel like he just knows how to fit in in his own way and i appreciate that um the uh the red tribe drew is like hey we got this four right me d uh mom and uh austin and we're gonna we're gonna roll we're gonna we're gonna get my kingdom all the way and we gotta i'm gonna type this up right now yo like and so bias said it too but anytime anybody's like I think I'm in control of this tribe or like I'm in control of this game and it's the second episode. I'm like, can we just like, can we stop for a second? Because haven't even been to a tribal council yet. Yeah. 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 Of course you're going to feel good. I'm just waiting for the episode where Drew doesn't mention he goes to an Ivy league school. We are now, (laughs) he is now two for two on mentioning Ivy league. It's like, dude, there is someone on every season of Survivor who has gone to an Ivy League school. Like, you are not special. And it's just crazy. It's like, just, ugh. Like, I would like Drew if he if I didn't think he was just so, like, pr- like proud is not the right word. He's, he's overly proud. He's prideful. Arrogant. Arrogant. Um, it's just like, just like being a 22 year old that like hasn't ever been knocked down a peg like is a a quality that that's tough i mean i remember being a 22 year old and having never you know really failed at anything or life had pretty much gone the way i had hoped generally i mean you get you can get really high on yourself um, so, you know, I, I see a dose of humility in Drew's future and, you know, maybe not, maybe we're, maybe we're the dummies, maybe survivors setting us up to show Drew's masterful control of a game, but like no one in the new era who has thought that they were going to dominate the game, like he said, has actually done so. Yeah. That's like eighth I place. Think so. That's like an eighth place game these days. People are so resistant to that type of person nowadays that I don't, that's just not a successful thing anymore. Like, if you try to go in and tell people what to do or try to dominate the game, like he said, people are smart enough where they're going to figure that out and they're going to cut you. Like, that's, people aren't as dumb as they used to. Like, the people that, like, he can't Boston rob this season. You know, that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. He can't even Ricard this season. You know, he yeah. can't, he can't even high this season. So I, I, I have no, I, I wouldn't say no hope for Drew, but it's a, it's a little bit, I, I'm not really, I'm not really seeing what he's seeing, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, of course you're not. You didn't, you don't have an Ivy league education. So that's true. How could you? That's true. Yeah. You know, and, uh, <laughs> I love any season where we've got like a mother son thing going. You know, we've got we've got Julie and Drew. Uh, you know, we had Chrissy and Ryan um, back Denise in Denise and Malcolm. Denise and Malcolm, the classic. Um, you know, uh, 
But honestly, on that season, um, I felt like uh, Blair. Not her name's not Blair, but that was her character's name on that show, and she was more of like a motherly figure out there than Denise was. Um, man, I don't remember her name, but you know the blonde lady, uh, Welchel, Jul- Julie Welchel. Was her name Julie too? I don't know. I have no idea. I can't and, remember. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always fun to see a mom and, and son thing out there. And I, I'm gonna, I'm officially coining the term uh, mom mance because it's not. It's like a showmance, but it's it's like a mother son thing. We need to be as worried about that as we are about uh, like a, a a dating showmance. These are the types of things we need to be worried mm-hmm. about. The mom-son thing has gone much farther in recent Survivor memory than the the showmance, the classic showmance has. These are the things we should be worried about, not as much about a showmance. Also, like sometimes like the dad-daughter kind of thing kind of pops off too in a similar way. Now, I feel like it doesn't happen as much, and then it's not as said. But a lot of times I do find like an older man and like a younger woman will pair up, you know? And it's just it's just interesting to see that happen. Um, but yeah. Yeah, a little Bob uh, Crowley and Sugar situation. Yeah. From from yeah. Gabon. A little bit of uh a little bit of uh yeah, I mean, uh I don't know. I don't know. Old guys, younger women. Who knows? Yeah. Cats and dogs. Mike and Mary Mike and Marianne were cool with each other, right? Mike Mike and Marianne. Mike was kind of like the cool guy with everybody. Like that's who I think Bruce thinks he's being like is Mike yeah. from Hoboken and he's he's really uh not being like that. I will say I said some things about Bruce last episode. I said Bruce is drinking the Kool-Aid and he's like playing a different game this time because he thinks he's such a fun character. Well, I was listening to a podcast today and I feel like Bruce is actually was was would have shown this last season. He just didn't get the mm-hmm. chance. So I, I yeah. think I was probably wrong about that. And Bruce is a character. Uh, I think we're seeing that, that Bruce is a character now. He's like the weird 45-year-old guy character who's like, look at this, I'm doing the robot. And it's like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Brando, what's this? Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, dude. Like, And I feel like it's like put on. Like, I feel like he's putting on this personality right now. Yes. And, yeah, it's just, it's just like I think if I were on the island, I'd probably be getting annoyed. But, like, just watching the rest of his tribes be like, <laughs> yeah, it's the robot. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so someone should show Emily, like, do you see how they're all just laughing at what Bruce says and doing what Bruce says? And this is how you should act around the yeah. other people on Survivor. And it's funny because, like, Katura like, can't stand Bruce. And she keeps telling the camera that um, in her confessionals. But, like, she's acting so normal about it around everyone else like oh bruce what a character yeah. it's just funny like that's like a what does a, a, a guy in his like late 40s think is f- like think not th- what does he find funny what does he think that like people in their 20s find funny oh yeah it would be me doing the robot on this boat right now <laughs> that's what would, that that's the thing that they would yeah. think is really funny yeah like that he's just trying to be like this oh i'm i'm not i'm not serious i'm this fun quirky guy that does the robot like that that makes me 
that makes me feel better and safer and less threatening just to do the robot. Hey, like, guys. It's like, come on. What am I doing right here? What am I doing, huh? I'm doing the robot, man. Oh, ooh, 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 oh it's ooh, the robot. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When he did, like, the under behind the boat and then popping up thing, I was like, Bruce, you're doing the most, man. I need you to. I need you to. You're at but eleven. I need you to pipe it down. That's like what makes. Nine. That's what like, makes him a good character. So, yeah, I don't see Bruce true. going very far. But they might keep him till the merge. I'm sure he's a great guy to have around camp, and you know, doing a lot of stuff, making the fire, all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I think he'll probably. He's probably the merge boot this season, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah. Anything else on this episode of Survivor? Um, no, not, not particularly. Um, I'm just happy that we were able to see some different characters and it's funny, like Dez's toe thing, like D's, uh, D's toe thing. Yeah. D sorry. Um, not D's either D. Um, and so she, She's got, uh, she's picking stuff up with her, uh, with her toes and stuff. Madeline thought that was funny, um, because that's what I do at home too. When I'm not wearing socks is I'll see what type of things I can pick up off the table. You know, we, we will eat and drink on the couch. And so I'll pick stuff up off the coffee table with my toes. So that was pretty funny. When she just like ripped out the grass while she was doing her confessional, I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's insane. (laughs) You could hear it. It was just like, whoosh, and I was like, "What?" Like some sickos out there enjoyed the her showing her feet a little bit too much. But yeah. that's a that's for oh, another man. that's for another podcast. Um, yeah, we do have a few minutes left. Do you want to do some uh, Titans talk real fast? Yeah, I think we got about five minutes. So, uh, yeah, we can do some Titans talk. Um, big win on Sunday, but yeah, I'm not convinced. I'm I'm not convinced. We beat Joe Burrow, who can't move. Uh, we literally weren't lining up defensive linemen in the A gap because we were like, Joe mm-hmm. Burrow can't run, and they're down three touchdowns. What What's the worst that can happen? Um, so I'm I'm. Are you are you were you impressed by Sunday's win, or did that just get you back to like baseline of like, eh, maybe they'll make the playoffs? That's where I am. Maybe they'll make the playoffs. And, like, honestly, like, the Titans can always beat anybody. They could beat, like, maybe not the Browns. But I feel like they could beat the Chiefs. They could beat the Bills. Like, if they get on the right week, they could do it. But at the same time, like, every game where the quarterback is not hurt is just going to be a nail-biter, you know, if we're going to win it. Like, it's like every quarterback's not going to be hurt. We're gonna basically going to get the opposite of that this week with the Colts. And I'm, I'm very nervous about it, to be honest. And at the beginning of the season, I would say that this would be an easy dub because the Colts are bad. But the Colts are not bad. And apparently neither are the Texans. So um, those yes. just became like the, the division games became six just like very up in the air games. And that's a little scary for me because we already won two. Like I don't really want to go six and 11. Like I want to go like 10 and seven or two and 15 preferably 10 and seven i'd be fine with like sneaking into the playoffs honestly yeah i think i've i've pretty much been wrong on every game this season for the titans if you had asked me week one i would have said they're gonna win it'll be close but they'll win and then in week two i would have said 
I think the Chargers are going to score too many points and we're not going to be able to keep up. And, of course, we, we beat the Chargers. And then with the Browns, I was like, oh, we'll beat the Browns. They stink. And then we got absolutely smoked. And then mm-hmm. with the Bengals, I was like, no, I don't think we're going to win this game. Um, you know, I still I didn't start Joe Burrow on fantasy, but I still was like, I think we're, you know, we're, uh, I think we're going to lose this one. And of course, we we blow them out. So I literally have no idea what's happening. So, um, yeah. but so it's a normal Titan the, season. The question would be like, who do you think is going to win the Titans or the Colts on Sunday? I'm going to say the Colts because all right, everybody. I'm hoping that to, I'm hoping that my 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 uh, past being wrong will continue if I say the Colts. All right, everybody, you heard it here first. Like, go to Fanduel Titans. Put all the money in your bank account on that, and and uh, we'll get the dub. That is, this is not this is not financial advice. This is not betting advice. If you have a gambling problem, please go to Tennessee. Dot, yeah, Tennessee yeah. Redline. My, uh, you know, Michael. That is not a, a Michael like sure bet um, endorse bets. I would in, I would endorse not betting on a Titans game ever. Pretty much. I mean, you, yeah. what kind of sicko is out there doing that? You like it's it is so unpredictable what's going to happen. You're only sicker than that if you're betting on like teams like college football games that you don't even you've never even seen the two teams play, which I'm sure people are doing and I've I, done that you before. Know, you know, but yeah. it's just like, "Oh yeah, I think North Texas versus Wyoming. Uh North Texas minus 3. Nah, Wyoming's got this. Wyoming's got this. <laughs> we we have a problem. Uh, Americans yeah. and, and just Our culture uh, we're, we're uh, you know, but it's good for the economy. So the economy, it? it's good yeah. for the economy. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, uh, we hope the Titans win. Good luck, Titans. Good luck, Ryan. Knock them dead. Uh, Michael, is there anything else before we wrap up the pod? Um, if you had to be friend, if you could be friends with one person from this season of Survivor, who would you choose? Brando, for sure. Brando. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's Brandon for me. Yeah? I think it's Brandon because I think he reminds me of Mitchell Moon. Uh, who I probably, literally was thinking. He probably listens to this podcast, but he reminds me of, of Mitchell. Like, everybody loves Mitchell, but get Mitchell out on Survivor, which he would never do. Um, right. He's, I mean, he's not even a fan of the show, but like. Yeah, I, 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 that would be that would be a tough scene. So, Brandon was my yeah. pick for a person I'd want to be friends with. Fair, fair. All right, Michael, that is it for us. This has been the Clean Spoken. We will see you next week after episode three. Peace, baby. Peace.